Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic University podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Canton III, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but we have arrived at the very last piece of MCU content for the year 2021. It's pretty wild. Hawkeye season finale. Uh, So this is Christmas? Yes, yes, (laughs) it is Christmas in Hawkeye land. And uh, let's introduce the panel. First, the super producer... He's having a few drinks. He's on his drinky oh, drink. Small. Jake Christie is in the house. Jake, how are you? That makes me sound really irresponsible when the actual statement Not at is... All. The actual statement is, oh, I'm at home with my family in Florida. We went to a tiki bar restaurant and I imbibed a little bit. You know, it's 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 a respectable thing that I did. Can we refer to you as the just Tiki Christie for this episode? Just, just Tiki Christie? Absolutely, yes. Because right, I did have the drink was called Just Tiki Vibes. Yeah. And when I was ordering it, I did say to the waiter, give me Just Tiki Vibes. Those are the vibes I'm on today. So, you there know, you it is what it is. is it, I mean, for the syllable count, it, does it make more sense to be Just Tiki Jake? That's fine, too. Whatever you want, right. you know. As okay. long as you don't call me late for dinner, I'm good. Huh. <laughs> so... This has to be said about this next person. This has to be said. There's been a long road. We've been here for a long while waiting for, you know, a couple of words to be said about a certain Twitter account. Uh, One Jerome Chang, a.k.a. Black Dragon Rule, has been freed. Jerome, you are you are out. You are out. out. You are free (laughs) in the world. Let's stuck avoid in the, the copyright dimension thing. this whole time. I've been falling for yeah. 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is wonderful that Black Dragon Rule is back in the Twitter world. Happy it's to be back. It's a wonderful time. <laughs> yes. And it's a nice Christmas gift. Wonderful. Yes, sir. And we do have uh, we do have a guest with us. Friend this of the, the show. He hasn't right been here. on in a while. It's, mm. it's nice to see him. Uh, Dalbin Osorio Murphy's Multiverse. What is up, my friend? Well, you know, it's not often that you can get out of the mirror dimension, Jerome. So, one, I'm really (laughs) glad you're here. I'm really glad you're here. Uh, And it's not very often that you get to be on a pod with the man, AC, the myth, Tiki Christie, (laughs) and the legend, Jerome Chang. So, I'm really glad that I'm back with you three. So, I'm super. Would this be more like Quantum Realm? Like I was, I was stuck like Scott Lang all this time, and someone, and then someone (laughs) just hit a random button, and I'm back. Yeah, Yeah, honestly, feels like. Mm And yeah. his thing is, I don't know if you know, I saw this too. I, I was looking at my window and when I saw the Black Dragon Roll was back, Ken Jong was like looking like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, guys, guys. Uh, yes, Hawkeye finale, guys. Um, there was It was very interesting to see how this series closed out. It's been a fun series. Really have enjoyed it so far. And before we get started with the finale talk, Dalbin, we got to ask you when you haven't been on in a while, we ask you customarily, what have, what have you thought of the series to this point? Uh, and also the general thoughts on the finale. Yeah. Uh, so I think that it is it has been Marvel's most consistent show in the sense that uh, you know how, you know, and we talked about this actually with Loki and with Falcon and all the other ones, there's, some highs and then some really bad lows i don't think hawkeye had you know any of those like any of those issues that kind of plagued the other ones i also don't know that it rose to the level right mm-hmm. like the, the yeah, nine yeah, yeah. tens or whatever like i think i think a solid eight across but what they did do they did well and they understood what they were about um kate bishop you know Haley stanfield's a star um i, I think i think she's gonna be great the, the the dynamic with her and yelena has been fantastic <laughs> it's been fantastic mm-hmm. yes. and 
I think the biggest thing for me and I, what I love about these shows is that um, I think they gave me more Hawkeye than I ever really thought I ever would want. Right. Like mm-hmm. I just, I was not invested in, 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 in Clint at all. And well, it's actually interesting you say that because I don't know that you really got a lot of Hawkeye. I think it benefited from just the insertion of all the other characters. Like, I guess yeah. you, you didn't get like, it, at least not in the way that you would think when it came to Wanda or Falcon or yeah. Loki. Like, it wasn't a deep dive into Hawkeye. And no. I don't think we we wanted well, I, or needed I, to go there. I think the thing that was interesting is that I think the show at times per- fainted like it was going to go to that. Yes. But Clint kept insisting, like, his stance was... No, I there's not actually enough going on with me to deserve that. Like you might think, but like what I am is as simple as like I am a hired killer. I have a moral compass and a code, and Mm -hmm. I made decisions that I'm proud of and made decisions I'm not proud of. But like I think that it actually is interesting that the reason the show was able to be about so many other people is it's not by accident. It's because Clint kind of was like, no, I actually am not (laughs) that guy. I'm not the guy you're gonna have a deep dive into my personality. I I think of anything, it's it's a lot of like not diving into Hawkeye the character, but in the very different ways that people have been affected by Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. And that in itself allows us to have a commentary and breakdown of the character. So it I felt think, like an epilogue. So, so yeah, so I was gonna say so so I think I think the point I think Jake's point about how he's a hired weapon essentially, right? That's essentially mm-hmm. all he's been, right? Um, I think that this to your point, Jerome, and this is why I fe- this is why I felt like, okay, well you know what, like even if that's who he is, like there's been no consequences for any of the Avengers, right? <laughs> like no. there's, there's been like we don't mm-hmm. see the, the like for example in in Civil War when uh, Tony gets confronted by the mom outside the elevator right at MIT, mm-hmm. that's just about as close as we get to somebody personal coming to one of the Avengers and saying, "Listen, man, like you did this to us," and oh, oh, he feels bad, oh, right? Like right, that. right. <laughs> right. Whereas in Hawkeye, I think I think like, yo, they drove down like like, yo, you killed some innocent people, man. Like uh-huh. you you went through and like and just like you killed Echo, you know, Maya's dad. Right. Like you like you did that. Like they still kind of came who, out unscathed to be. Yeah, but it, but, yeah. but and, and that's I think where you see the finale kind of like where it could have been a nine or a ten. That's where mm. I think it's safely at an eight, because had it mm. gone to that point that you're talking about where it's like, listen, man, like. No, you're going to deal with it. You broke you broke the accords, right? Very clearly. Like there's some consequence that needs to be here for that. And there's not. That's where I think it teetered, where it was like, all right, we're not going to go to a nine or 10. We're going to stick safely where we're at. But I think it gave a lot of really great origin stories for and continued yeah. stories for a lot of other characters. I have a different reason why I feel that way, but I'll get to that later. Uh, Jerome, uh, what were your general thoughts on the finale? Oh, I had such a good time. I think um, that's the general conceit when it comes to hawkeye as a series maximize kate maximize yelena Mm -hmm. uh sprinkle in a little kingpin and i don't i'm happy i'm good like it it was it was a fun time Mm -hmm. i think Mm -hmm. all the parts like i understand the criticism that people wanted more answering for hawkeye or clint or ronin uh, to be honest, I just don't think it goes anywhere compelling outside of like a kind of odd sense of vindication for a fictional character. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I, like I like to be I if you ask me like what exactly I want in a Hawkeye, just give me that Rockefeller Center scene with like fun mm-hmm, yeah. ass trick arrows and mm-hmm. him kind of embracing some of the funner sides of what this character can be and. And do just enough 
to leave the space then for, you know, Kate Bishop. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. what I got. And I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Earlier in the series, I mean, obviously we addressed the question about the moralities of Clint. And I think as the series went on to the degree that I think a Disney plus show was going to do it, they, you know, they, they addressed it probably as much as they wanted to. And it was mm-hmm. one of those things where at least for me, I felt that it was fine. Like understandably right. there is just the optics portion of it. Yeah. that Like you this can is the same with. year that John Walker murdered someone in plain sight in public. Like this, right. yeah. we're not about to get actual comeuppances. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so continuing on, Jake, uh, let me know what you thought about this. Yeah. I mean, I, cause I wasn't on last week, but I, so I, I think just generally, obviously the best thing about the show has been the two big uh, Kate Bishop, Yelena scenes. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are just a duo for the And ages. generally a shout out to all the women on this yes. series. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, all yeah, the yeah. Disney yeah. Plus series. Yeah. They've been crushing it. Yes. Yeah. But I think mm-hmm. that like if Disney was smart, they would announce a Kate Bishop, Yelena movie or TV show tomorrow. <laughs> right. um, but it really is like, I think that that is kind of what I've liked about it because... Hawkeye doesn't come in with... I mean, he comes in with baggage with the Ronin stuff, but mm-hmm. he doesn't come in with, like, a tonal baggage, if that makes sense. Like, there's only... A, a wand of show would have to have a certain tone because of all the stuff that's happened to her. A Falcon Winter Soldier show would probably have to have a certain tone. But, like, there's just a lot of room to play because Hawkeye's kind of a blank slate. And I think that their scenes really exemplified what I thought was good about the show because the way that it was kind of sold initially in the previews and stuff was, like, an action comedy, like, almost, yes. like, in the 80s or whatever. And well, that's yeah, ultimately what their scenes. CGIF sitcom. That's what their scenes felt like, and I love action comedies. But it's like, yeah, I absolutely think it's appropriate to have people joking in one scene and then trying to kill each other in the next. Is that realistic? No, but that's a great genre, and there've been great things in it. And so I think their scenes really were the were really humming, and th- scenes like it were was humming. And I think that they just introduced a lot of cool stuff. And like, I guess the thing for me is that. If I'm into the MCU, which I obviously am, and I think a lot of people are, I think that they're in order for not in order for there to be tens, but like I'm perfectly fine taking it eight out of ten. Oh yeah. If I if it's a show, like I I just I'm fine with what Hawkeye is, and I think for what it is, it was really good at it. It was very entertaining. Yeah. I enjoyed every episode of it, and I think that there's a lot of fun stuff to talk about. So like I really have no complaints with Hawkeye. Um, it just like it. And the only reason why it's where it is in my rankings, which we'll get to, is just because uh-huh. it didn't aspire to be the greatest cre- world-breathing. Right. And I think that there is absolutely not, nothing wrong with that. Um, well, it benefits so I from really not like aspiring. It like, it doesn't hurt itself. It yeah, would have yeah, like, yeah. ruined itself by yeah. trying to aspire for anything more. And um, I think when you think about MCU in general, like, I think we're kind of spoiled, like, coming out of things like No Way Home and Endgame and uh, Infinity War. Um but generally speaking, when you think about MCU, whether it's movies or TV, TV is a, has been a little all over the map at this point. But Marvel is always going to be somewhere between like a seven and a half to eight and a half out of ten. Yeah. And it's only exactly. like the specific you know. moments where you're like, oh, they pushed it to a nine or ten. But it'd be insane to always try to like aspire to that. It's impossible. Then you like mess up the systems. It becomes yeah. like dunk, conte- dunk contest now. Everything's a 50. Mm. You can't make everything a 50. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, then, when you try to agree to do something less, Dwayne Wade fucks it up by forgetting what. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know what's funny? It, and you know I what's more difficult than fate. magic? Math. 
<laughs> Shout out to No Way Home. Um, it's funny to think about Phase 4 overall and the way that it has gone because it's, I think people have generally been more critical, mainly because it's just hard to top what they were doing before. And you're kind of like, you're giving everything a blank slate. So we have a bunch of new characters that we're trying to introduce while simultaneously trying to tell still some of those same stories. So I think there was always going to be well, you, you know some how you can frame misses. it if you really want to judge it in a way that I think is fair. And I think I'm going to guess everyone on this panel here is probably going to agree the same. But is phase four doing what it's doing better than phase one did? Yeah, for sure. Then, yeah, absolutely. Sure. And, but like, sure. that's, and that, that's better than phase two. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so, but like, that's essentially what it's tasked to do, right? Mm -hmm. We're supposed to start from ground zero, introduce new characters, introduce characters yeah. that like, I mean, like we, we have to really hammer in the facts. Yes. RDJ is the goat, but Iron Man, when he showed up on that first movie or like, mm -hmm. you're going to start a whole franchise with Iron Man. So the fact that it's like, wild to think about in retrospect, right? So yeah, taking like taking that into account, and then like coming into this here, where it's like now we're introducing like a Shang Chi and internals, like all these other characters that are coming in through Disney Plus. It's yeah, they they know how they know what they're doing, and it's really good. And I think if anything, the criticisms that are flying toward it is just probably because we're spoiled at this point. Oh, 100%. I yeah. couldn't agree with you more. I mean, as far as the finale for me personally, I enjoyed it. I think there was a lot of good. I think the show accomplished what it wanted mm -hmm. to and mm -hmm. in some ways what it needed to. You reestablish Wilson Fisk as a big time villain and somebody um, from the street level aspect. And the street level aspect is something that Marvel wanted to get into. So they got into it here. So now we have this little corner of the world that we can go into with many different characters as the story continues to go along. I think one thing I would say, like a small critique, is it felt like the Maya Kazi thing got a little rushed. Yeah. Yep. And um, I get them doing the misdirect, which we can get into Fisk now. Um, I get them doing the the Maya shooting uh, Fisk misdirect like uh, it was a taken from a panel in the comics yeah. where uh, Maya shoots Fisk and he becomes blind. Um, I get that aspect, but I almost feel like considering the fact that we got Echo coming up at some point. I didn't I didn't need to necessarily see that conclusion yeah. yet. Mm -hmm. I don't mind if you build that up a little bit more, yeah. considering she just found this information out last episode. Yeah. And then we're jumping to this in this episode and uh, and taking that with a grain of salt as far as, yes, it's the finale. You want to get to certain things and stuff like that. But if there was something I would have liked to see, because I think Maya is a very interesting character that mm -hmm. you already have some decent mileage out of and people yeah. are already enjoying her. So let her build her story up a little bit more because now prospectively, as I think of what Echo is going to look like, and we know that uh, Matt Murdock's going to be in it, how much of that is going to be uh, take away from Maya's story. And now we already have this moment that they just felt like we just got to it. So now what comes next? It's an interesting question, food for thought more so than anything, not a huge criticism, but I just yeah, thought it was I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that I agree with you, AC. Um, mm -hmm. 
because at least from the way you're describing it, the way I hear it is like you, you said the point that you would like to build to that moment. But to me, I'm like, I, I feel like I feel like they went from because remember, we've only we only saw Fisk on a phone in the fifth episode. Sure. And then Fisk is here. Yeah. And then I think that they well, should have. Like, I yeah. think the, the Kazi stuff, I think, was appropriate for this episode. Uh-huh. I did yeah. need her to confront Fisk this episode because we didn't know Fisk beforehand. And so the cathartic thing felt like her confronting Kazi. The Fisk yeah. thing felt like that could have been some. But also, honestly, it didn't trouble me that much. No, but it did just so. feel like to introduce a character in this episode and then have them get their comeuppance at the end of the episode was a bit. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't love the pacing. Yeah, I, I get that. I, I like get, a little simmer on the. I like a little simmer on my steak. I'm just, I'm just say that. It's not yeah. like a huge... Well, that's also like just a bad way to cook a steak. Cuisine. You want to cook a steak as fast as possible, but that's whatever. I, I, but I, see, I, like, because I interpret, like, everything that just happened there as, like, her taking her shot at him. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's yeah. about to become the comeuppance from that. Because if, mm-hmm. like, because you would then just need to kind of, like, redo, like, I, like, yeah. But the I thing is, with the steak, before but I last like episode, I mean, before this episode, you get to that point. Like, I before think this no, episode, though, the comeuppance is for Kazi. Because it's sure, actually sure. we don't yeah. we haven't seen Fisk beforehand, and so like we've been following their the the, the relationship that we need the res- resolution for is Kazi and Maya Lopez's, and yeah. like the Fisk right. part is not introduced until this episode. Once again, I don't no, mind I, I, what no, they no, did, I get that, but, but I'm like the way I see it, at least like yeah, no, that's how it looks to the viewer. It, you know? I'm I'm just saying though that like Fisk has existed the whole time, like he's yeah. loomed the entire time in this series, that's fair. and he's also True. been an entire part of her life, like from yeah. the perspective yeah. of Maya. Right. She, it's not like she just met Fisk. Right. It's earned yeah. for Maya. It's earned it's for completely Maya. It's earned gonna, for her to yeah, get to that gonna, moment I, there where she's mm-hmm. like, and and if you, like all of us can agree, if you have Fisk in a compromising position, you you're attack. taking the shot. You're taking, you're the, taking shot. the shot. Yeah. You're taking the shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think too, what's interesting. So I, so in Wanda, right, we had, you know, Agatha stole the, stole the show, right? Like mm-hmm. as, as, as sure. a villain, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Right, mm-hmm. right, and then, and then in Loki, the minute Majors comes on the screen, he just steals the show. Like it's mm-hmm. just like, yo, this is what it is. Donna Frio has that kind of presence too, right? Like I just, I could, I and, whoa, and whoa, whoa. how how are we how are we pronouncing his name, Dalbin? Donna Frio, is that, it's Donofrio. I just realized you were talking I've about. Dominic, I've been Dominicanizing that brother's name for years. Yeah, <laughs> you mean years. the super Italian Vincent D'Onofrio? <laughs> no, no, no. I've been, I've been Dominicanizing Shout that out brother's to the name. DR. Yeah, man, exactly, I love. Right? Yeah, but yeah. no, but so every time, every time, even and he's and again, he's wearing Don the shirt. Don has an offer you can't refuse. Like. <laughs> yeah, he, also his <laughs> fitness was crazy. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He straight up looks like he looks like I read that. He looks like a Miami drug dealer in it. Really, with the Hawaiian shirt and the white suit, Copacabana. I, <laughs> I expect that. So you know what? Maybe it's not even that bad that I Dominicanized his last name. That brother looked like yeah, a Dominican yeah. drug dealer from the eighties. Yeah, yeah. But what? What? It I, sounded what like Kingpin so came back from an all-inclusive. Exactly. <laughs> he knows what Takana's like, right? Exactly. What was so that? that? Like the minute he's on the minute he's on the scene, guys, it's just like you know, like all right, I'm locked in. Yeah. I don't care if you got this white fedora, mm-hmm. these white pants, and this white blazer. Yeah. Like he looks like he's experiencing just tiki vibes, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's full tiki vibes. <laughs> exactly. I just want yes. another margarita. I want another round. Him and Thor would get along really well. Yeah. But oh like so God. I so I, I loved what is his voice, Jerome. <laughs> so I I loved him on, on screen. And I think to, I'm I'm with I'm with mm-hmm. Jerome. I, that moment where she shoots him in the face is earned it is very much yeah earned. i i really um, lean on and that. also yeah and also like 
we know the brother's not dead. Like we yeah. know that that's not it. Right. Like, because, and, and I think what's powerful about that is that like, there's a line that he says, he's like, I need to, rem- the city needs to remember that this city is mine. That lets yeah, me yeah, know yeah. that this isn't just, he's yeah. not just a fist that's starting out. This is, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's been he's here just, the whole time. Like, I, I think we're supposed to establish like, yeah. yes, in the framework mm-hmm. of MCU, but like, like, and for people who are just kind of getting introduced yeah. to the series, like, yeah. yeah, he's a new character, but to anyone what? who's following along, like Kingpin's been here for a minute. And also, yeah. I guess like my only pushback when you say like you would like a little simmer, it's like, but when do you want it to happen then? Because if you wait That's a true. season Echo. for that to build, no, I get that. But like when an yeah. echo? Like no, really, right. no, like that's, actually, like, that, like, that's what the I mean that's what the that's logical build up should worth be. A build up in Echo. If that's if, what um, you're leaning at. I mean if I mean that's the thing. If Daredevil's involved, like you don't know the level that Daredevil's involved. So therefore, you could have whatever because it's a. I'm assuming it's another six episode series. You could have the same thing going back and forth as far as that storyline is concerned, and and. Um, I don't. I don't know. So, so this is just. I, I this think, is just I think me. The way I look it's at it is like a when major I think critique. That, I, no, I know it's not, but I'm like that's yeah. why. Like I would just say though, since like you brought it up as an idea, when I think mm-hmm. about that hypothetical, that sounds like it would drag. Yeah, that's fair. And, 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 yeah. and I was gonna say, I think there's something powerful, right, storytelling wise, right? Uh, because like we also got to kind of like think about this, right? Like Hawkeye's the first, like. Hawkeye is really the first series that's ended where the bad guy got theirs, right? Like in that sense, sure, because even yeah. at the end of Wanda, right? Like, like Wanda's, you know, Wanda's going to be held accountable for what she did. It seems right. Like she did a lot of bad mm-hmm. stuff. Talking to Winter Soldier, Sharon's the power broker, right? Like this, mm-hmm. like some, a bad guy got theirs. Kazi got killed. Mm-hmm. Fist got shot in the face, right? There's something yeah. powerful about a fist returning to seek vengeance on Maya. There, that that's a that's that's, a, true. that's, that's, that's a where I lean toward. Yeah, story. yeah, you're right. I think you're that right. Then, then like then like her wrestling with the guilt of shooting her uncle in the you know, like i I, mm-hmm. I think him coming back to seek vengeance on her is a much powerful story for her series and, and i, I think i like the decision there because yeah. it then still like then it actually makes this feel like a lived-in world yes. as opposed yes. to yes um having a situation where it's like because like that's that's how we used to do shows that's how we used to do movies because we'd always have to introduce mm-hmm. and build and get to a moment but this is just an ongoing story in my opinion yeah. So this, well, yeah. okay. I, 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 I like the idea of that. Uh, Fisk, yeah. Fisk on its Building makes it empire. potent. It's yeah. like a potent layer type of, uh, yeah. type of cocktail. Because we know, we so, know he's not done. So that means that's just someone taking a yeah. shot at the champ. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also, if you come at the king, you best, you not, best miss. not miss. Exactly. Which and I think and I think yeah. when we talk about like the chessboard of where Marvel is, right? And, and we talked about this actually after after Falcon and Winter Soldier, just this notion of like these smaller arcs, right? Like just smaller mm-hmm. arcs with Kang is kind of the overarching threat, right? But mm-hmm. there are these smaller arcs that are moving the stories forward. So to your point, Jerome, about phase one, phase one didn't have that. So right. this has yeah. that where like you're moving these stories a little bit. Right. So now you have a new Hawkeye. Right. Now you have a new Black Widow. I'm with Jake. Disney needs to announce a, a Black Widow and Hawkeye series tomorrow. Like if they want to cash in on that. So you're moving these stories forward. And then there's these villains. Right. And the last thing I'll say, I love the fact that Marvel has seemingly figured out like power levels with their victims, because mm-hmm. yeah. like I'll tell you, yeah. man, like the first couple phases, I was like, 
I was like, Black Widow can't beat up Proxima Midnight. That would never happen. Like, <laughs> right. what the hell is happening here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the figuring out of like, listen, like Kate Bishop cannot beat up Black Widow, like, you know, Yelena, she can't do that. Mm-hmm. But she also can't beat up Wilson Fisk either. Like it takes some mm-hmm. trickery there. Yeah. To No Way yeah. Home's point, it took math to, for, for Spider-Man to, yeah, beat, yeah, yeah. to beat Dr. Mm-hmm. Strange. It wasn't mm-hmm. like he webbed them up and beat and beat them yeah. hand to hand. So I like the fact that we're getting kind of like a recalibration of power levels. Because I one, think one thing I will say, yeah. just like to close the close the you know side on you know the action with kingpin it would be funny just based on the first full mcu episode featuring kingpin if all his stuff is just everyone trying to kill him because there's so (laughs) many different ways in this episode well like there's so much shit thrown at him like one after another he's like kenny from south park he just keeps on coming back over (laughs) and over again in like cartoonish ways yeah (laughs) <laughs> so Jerome, that's why like I kind of I, I don't feel like this needs to be like a linear we go through the plot thing because yeah. I wanna I like while we're on shirt fist, made of vibranium? Is that what happened there? I think or he's like, run a bulletproof vest if I take a guess, which is probably a smart move. Um so, I mean in the books though in the books though, like yo, he's like a tank. Like he really is like a tank. Like sure. you really can't do But he does pull an arrow out of his chest with no blood, so I think he is wearing a vest of some kind. It's pretty big. <laughs> he got hit by he got like destroyed arrow, by a car. Arrow, <laughs> like got all right, let's count the stuff. Yeah. You get shot in the arrow with the chest, pulls it out. We, we are good. far past Guess... being thrown through glass at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. Gets run over by a car. Yeah. Uh, what you call it gets up a little Alexis, bit later. Alexis. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's luxury. That. <laughs> a luxury vehicle. Yeah. Then um, he basically gets knocked uh, by an exploding arrow. Yeah. Um, and you know, a few minutes later, he's he's getting up and walking away. Yeah. Shout out and to I, I honestly Nick think the Foley lesson here is fuck. <laughs> the lesson here is to have a high BMI. Honestly, it seems like the My lesson. My God, he's up. Yeah. <laughs> but and, I, and, I do and, love and that finally, I love that though because let me tell you, it is, it's you off, because because Hawk, Clint Barton was so afraid of him during the series. Yeah, like that's the one guy whose attention I don't want, and now I know yeah. why. Like if he would have gotten his hands yeah. on Clint, off, the, off the, the thing, of the, the thing I tree. do, the thing I do kind of dislike about this portrayal because I'm I'm assuming that this is that the Daredevil stuff is not canon. I'm assuming well, he it is, he, it, he actually just tweeted he talked about that, that like in an it's interview. the same person. No, no, yeah, he says, he says, he says the same character, same, yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's not the same thing as it meaning that it's canon. He's playing sure, the same sure, character sure. because I actually They're don't, because I don't think it's all going to be canon. <laughs> no, no, no. But so do you think, is, is, is it? canon uh, stuff I don't really care about No, much, I don't care about that. But I will say, yeah. I will say, Jake, before you continue, he did yeah. make a quote uh, today basically saying that like after Thanos' snap, mm-hmm. um, Kingpin lost his, you know, his, yeah. his grip on the city. Yeah, so now right. he's trying to. That's the way he's, but the he's thing, talking about. His uh, okay. The thing I think about a lot with Daredevil season one is how scary the scene was, where when a a low level criminal said, "Okay, I'm going to give him up." It's Wilson Fisk, and the cops both laugh, and it's like, "Okay, who's taking it now?" And they sh- right. the one shot him. They punch him in the face. Right. The thing that I didn't love about this is that he didn't feel untouchable. Like I didn't get the vibe that he. I, I understand that he himself is a tank or whatever. Sure, sure. But I did. I kind of didn't like the fact that the first time we meet him, he is very vulnerable to people. But I like that well, there's a guy in some random kind of, building. He doesn't have any big like stronghold yeah, or any. Like, and, and, place and, to get and, to. and if what you're saying is true about him with the snap, I wish that that was. I mean, even if we get another, I'm, sure. I'm 
more willing to forgive it. But I think one of the cooler things about Kingpin as a character is the idea that, like, he's truly just untouchable. Because the bit in Daredevil I love, where, where the guy who tells Matt Murdock about him slams his head through a freaking pike and stabs him. Like, that, yeah. I th the, that stuff I didn't see. And that is what I found most yeah. interesting about the character in Daredevil. Well, is that, like, he truly is just unknowable and untouchable. I'll say yeah. this, and this is what I would say is, like, the constant criticism of MCU the problem is the story is never over. So every yeah. time we like criticize something in the moment, like no, it looks it way down better the down the line. Yeah, yeah for sure. But no, no, but in the kind of way that mm -hmm. I would actually agree still in the sense of like, you still need to give us something a little more concrete in the now. Moment. Yeah, I just, yeah. I'm, I'm afraid of him insofar as he seems like he's unkillable, but I'm not afraid of him insofar as he will, that he's you rich. can't trust anyone. Yeah, like the yeah. Thing, and also the, bit Jake, were just like, oh, um, the only way that cops. we're going to be able to connect yeah. these like multiverses of kingpins, very much like how you need to hear for uh, Spider-Man, like with great power comes great responsibility. You have to hear Kingpin at least once. Go Vanessa, and then we'll know like we have linked all. <laughs> I'm the also it sucks so much. It sucks so much that Michael Clark Duncan died. Uh -huh. Oh, that would have been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Also, yeah. just a quick thing I'm just mentioning, and people don't know this: Michael Clark Duncan he died next to Amorosa. Anyway, continue. Well, what? I mean, the well, other that's true. He died in a heart attack in bed. They were dating. He died in bed next to her. But what she was happens right there when he died. What happens when we need to get, need to get multiverse? I know, I know, I know. That was a joke. I knew that. I know. I couldn't just say that. Nelson into yeah, Foggy Nelson met Daredevil. Right? It, it happened. Yes. <laughs> that means John Favreau is going to have way too much on his plate. <sighs> I hope they don't introduce Foggy Nelson just because the amount of scenes where he introduces himself to people and they say hi hello instead of wait did you just say your name is foggy is this unrealistic <laughs> it's almost like i'm foggy like wait whoa whoa whoa, whoa. i understand your lawyer but your name is foggy are you serious that's true, that's true. <laughs> oh my goodness um but yeah F wilson fisk looking forward to seeing more of him going forward mm -hmm. uh it's a nice introduction back into the character um i do want to take a look at miss kate bishop because listen this was a it's a great introduction uh to the character overall uh she figured out that her mom was behind everything which i i do love this as we always get to the finale of these shows and i think people online always come up with the theories as it's like there's always somebody extra or a Spider-Man's no. coming in this episode. No. The MCU has been pretty much straightforward with their with their choices when it comes As to As it should things. be. So, yeah. Because yeah, right. like, if, it's not if you, it, there's nothing, you know what's really bad? If you watch a crime show and it's a 50 minute crime show and the guy who ends up being the killer is someone who's introduced 10 minutes left in the episode, that's bad. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, the person who's behind <laughs> all the shit you see on screen should not be a character that you have never heard mentioned yeah. before. You know, um, but yeah, I thought that the bit with Eleanor was really good. And because I think it was pretty straightforward, but I think it's also like important. And I think that it's important for, because like she's saying like, was that what heroes do? Arrest their moms? It's <laughs> oh, like, I was just thinking of that line. <laughs> the But the thing is, Kate doesn't say it, but the answer is like, the thing that Clint kind of taught her is the answer is yes. Like, right. yeah. If the mom, also, it's one thing if like the mom committed tax evasion. I was like, you murdered someone in cold blood. Kind of like, a corny if, line if too, my though. mom committed the crimes that <laughs> Eleanor did, you're damn right I would let her get arrested. Are you right. serious? She was lying to me about everything her whole life. But see, like, I know it was like played off for it to be like a dramatic moment, but I just feel like it just wasn't a good bar, like on her front. You no, know? it wasn't. Like that was up there with. Like congratulations, Cap. You're a criminal now. It just yeah, she, yeah, yeah. She should have said something like you know, like I try to protect you or like everything I did for you. This is what you do for me. But yeah. like it's like 
just shows up your mom. Like, a lot of people's moms do bad shit. Like, that's not that's mean. It, it, it just, like, it's a weird passive-aggressive moment that does <laughs> Like, which makes it. sense for, like, what could be the relationship between, a, like, a parent and their child. But not in this context where they're getting them arrested for murder. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, back to Kate. I, I, I loved her arc this season. I loved how she developed. And uh, we feel... We feel like she's ready for more stuff um, uh, by the end of this. Uh, the the nice little scene at the end with her and Clint discussing mm-hmm. names uh, was was really cool. I just I, um, the Yelena thing with with her. It's obvious there is a clear, clear, incredible chemistry between the two. Mm-hmm. It's unmistaken. It's, it's some of the best. I would say it's it might be the best chemistry that anyone's had in the MCU. Period. I, I it, it might it, it's up it, there. I'll say this. It, I can't say for sure it is, but it, it is up there. It's in the, it's definitely in the discussion. Like it's immediately top three. Is that better and you than don't even have to think about it. That's a good question. Yeah. Um, well, the thing is, wait, is that is that some type of discharge? Or is that eggs? <laughs> uh, I think it's eggs. Um. <laughs> I, well, like okay. Let's let's quickly think on some really good chemistry. Thor and Loki is really good, obviously. Thor and, Loki yeah, Thor and Loki's always been good. But I, um, I think I think AC to your point. I think their chemistry is good right off the jump. Like yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, I like, that's, and I think that's what makes. I mean, it that's different. also when you I, get I, two good actors. Two fantastic actors. Yeah, like, yeah. like and, the, scene and the, new, the scene in the yeah. last episode where she's like, "It's my first time in New York." First time in New York. Charming, charismatic actors. You're thinking this is crazy. Having dinner with the enemy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like especially I've on the side times. of it, like Lovely. none of it should be surprising. Not even just like on the fact that she's Florence Pugh, but she literally brought she she took gave all the personality to Black Widow. She yeah. did, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like Black Widow is like it's still a a fun movie, but it's just nowhere near as like interesting yeah. or anything without her uh-huh. presence in it. And, and I think the thing is. I joked last week in my message to the pod about how uh, Hayley Stanfield was blown off the screen by her. But the thing is, I think Hayley Stanfield completely... She sees what's going on, and she's like, yeah. oh, I need to get out of the way. Like, yeah. she gets... Yeah. like, and, and I think that that's... It's like when uh, Dwayne actually, Wade like, had really LeBron admirable. James join him in Miami Heat. It's Exactly. And, and, yeah. and I think for, like, a 25-year-old young actress who's, like, kind of top build in the show, I think it's actually really admirable and great that she was able to back out of the way and be like because that's not a given at all i mean no you no, know that's yeah. it's like and so i think that their dynamic is so fun because yelena is so self-possessed and mm-hmm. kate has so much self self-doubt and that yelena basically kind of wants she wants to instill confidence in kate and <laughs> kate i i mean obviously we should talk about it but the line of stop making me like you is perfect oh, like that is a perfect yeah. line because it, 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 it sums up also what the audience is feeling too is like oh this character is trying to kill the main character of the show but we kill like her, her more than the main character we love her we, 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 yeah, yeah. When we she absolutely her, oh, that was her. a really good body throw i was like it was good form right yeah, like all that very i think yeah I, but i think to to jerome you made a really good point how uh Florence gave the heart to to Black Widow, like it's Black yeah. Widow again. It's a solid movie, right? But I think it's yeah. elevated a little bit by Florence Pugh. I Same with Hawkeye and and, yeah. and Haley. I think I think yeah. Haley played Kate Bishop in a way. Mm-hmm. And I wrote about this for Murphy's Multiverse, and the article is dropping tomorrow. Like like the mentorship aspect of it, I think was done really really well, and I don't think it's yeah. been done that well, right? Because like yeah. the other example, you know, and it's the obvious one, I think is is Tony and 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 Peter, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. I and I remember even watching like Civil War. I'm like, man, Tony's crazy. Like he brought in a 15 yeah. year old to this, and then uh-huh. you know, had him die in his arms. Right. Well, I mean, I, that's interesting. You bring that up because yeah. I do think about 
like Kate Bishop is really fun. I wouldn't say that where she ends up at the end is entirely earned in uh in in a way that actually is intentional. It comes off as intentional yeah. because like she gets the warnings from her mom at the very end and mm -hmm. I think the comeuppance is going to come soon enough, right? Yeah, like this absolutely. and she's and, not like, fully formed. She's not fully no. formed and at the same time too Hawkeye is not in any way a good mentor. Like he's an no. enabler more than anything in this yep. situation um, that <laughs> has instilled more confidence in her. And he, like, if anything, like he did not really affect her as much as like gave her the reassurance. She affected him. Like yeah. that's how that yeah. went in yeah. this dynamic. But the yeah. thing is, if, if that's the way mentorships work, you know, me teachers said all the time, <laughs> they teach me more than I teach them. Right, that's right, it. right. Exactly. exactly. And, and then just like a, a final note on just at least the Florence Pugh side of things, like this is why I think I said on the last episode, like she's our DJ. Like she's yeah. that level of yeah. elevating and making yeah. every situation and scene better. Like she will, like the same way it's where unreal. literally like you, like because that's what they did with him with Robert Downey Jr. when it came to like phase one, because like it was floundering for a minute. And then you're just like, yeah, just insert, just, just put him in stuff with everyone else and it'll be better. And it did. You, like, you, that's exactly yeah, what happened. Because yeah. obviously the stuff she has on the page is funny, but it's particularly in the scene where they're having dinner at uh, Kate's apartment. Yes. That is just like, that's funny dialogue, but she makes it like. One, the fact that she has the accent, and I don't know if the accent's accurate, but she mm -hmm. kind of uses the accent for comedic effect really well. Yep. And it's just like, yeah. she just is fully in control in a way that, like, is really, like, it is a thing you see in actors when they're in, like, their mid-40s, not when they're 25. Mm -hmm. And it's, I, I'm just in awe of her. I think that she's just, like, I'm fully willing to say that she's top five actors of her generation, period, mm -hmm. outside MC or not. Like, mm -hmm. I, it's just because it's not just, because the thing is, there are a lot of people who are really good at acting, and there are a lot of people who are really charismatic, and the people who can do both are the people that we call by de one name, like Denzel. You know okay, what I mean? Right, like, right. that's that's yes. the people who can do right. both. Yeah, I think yeah, also, for sure. I think her scene with Hawkeye on the rink, like, yeah. that yeah. scene is elevated. I was just about to get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's elevated. Yeah. What's like the her, range, right? She can go back and forth and yes. be both very believably. Yes. Yes, and and to Jake's point about even Denzel. So I was watching American Gangster earlier, right? Mm -hmm. And again, like Denzel's range playing Frank Lucas, right? From like you know from the rise to the fall and all that stuff. Florence, not and again before I, you guys get a bunch of angry messages on the Patreon saying, "Oh my God, he's comparing Florence Pugh to Denzel." I'm not saying no, that. I mean, no, I mean, like, look, let's settle it here. Dalbean thinks that Training Day would be much better with Florence Pugh in the role of Denzel Washington. <laughs> it would be a lot of fun agree. if it was. Yeah. No, I need goodness. her as the new equalizer. Her no, the hey, who, who's here for training day with Florence Pugh and Kaylee Steinfeld as like the two uh, leads instead? Honestly, no bullshit. I would watch the show. Are you serious? That would be incredible. But like all that all in the same environment. It's just two yeah, white women walking through. That scene on the on the on yeah. the rink was really <laughs> powerful, man. It just was like even her like when she says like you had so much time with her. Like yeah. you feel that you you feel that. And, right? And the thing that was important about that scene. So I think a lot of people would be like, oh, she changed her mind too quickly. But I think the important thing is that she, what, what Clint is trying to convince her of is actually not a bad thing at all. He's trying to convince her like, no, you know the selfless sister that you knew? Like, she was selfless enough to sacrifice for – like, she's not acting rationally when she thinks that Clint killed her. She just doesn't yeah. want to believe that she's she's actually being selfish in a way and thinking like she wouldn't sacrifice herself and leave me. But Clint mm -hmm. is basically saying like, no, no, no. She wasn't her leave. She was trying to save the whole world. And yeah. that, like, the reason in... It, 
And there's a great point that's made in, in the movie Inception, you know, very debated movie, that if you try to make someone believe something, it's a lot harder to make them believe a negative, like your father hated you, yeah. instead of a positive, which is your father loved you and I didn't make your own thing. Where, so it's, what Clint is trying to convince her is not like, I didn't kill her, it's, no, your sister was a selfless enough person, but she was willing to sacrifice herself for the whole world. Mm-hmm. And I think on some level... Yelena kind of always knew that, and she just didn't want to believe it. She mm-hmm. didn't want to believe that she'd be willing to give up her life for it. But I think that that's what made it powerful, because she's not... It doesn't matter whether or not Clint did anything. It's, was Natasha really that selfless, you know? Also, what Florence Pugh is doing in that scene, because, like, we have to remember, she's only been in, like, half this series. But, like, yeah. specifically in that scene alone, she is selling, like, a what is a lifetime for her, but in MCU terms, like a very short period mm-hmm. of time of movie and yeah. a few episodes. Like it's very similar to, in my opinion, to like Andrew Garfield in No Way Home yeah. when he sells like Catching MJ. My right? one. Mm-hmm. My yeah. one. My mm-hmm. MJ. My MJ. Right. Yeah, for sure. And I, I love that scene, not only for the obvious of Yelena's and uh, Florence Pugh's acting in it, um, I think it's good for Clint, too, because mm-hmm. I think just the idea of what his story has been in this show. And I, and we talked about it earlier in the sense that everybody has kind of elevated him in a way where you have all of these tremendous actors and characters uh, mm-hmm. to a to a lesser degree where they allow him to be able to do the whole understated uh hero trying to watch hero trying to get through uh, whatever he's trying to get through with his trauma so uh that was fun that was fun to see there too to kind of get a close to the natasha uh chapter because i know that was a ac do you, you know, have any particular and- washed moments that hit really close Ooh, to home for right, you right, good, good idea wait what was that do you have any particular washed moments that hit very close to home for you um I'm trying to think. Was there any? Was there any wash moments for Clint in this? Well, besides the besides putting the the what did he put the ice packs on mm-hmm. his uh, on his yeah, face yeah. in episode was that four? I want to say sure. Uh, yeah, those those were good. Um, not wanting to listen to Kate at right. all, like taking the hearing aid out, is another one because mm-hmm. that's that's kind of something that I would do at mm-hmm. some point. You know, you're gonna have to give uh, us at some point like a washed hero MCU ranking, right? That's a good idea. Oh wow! That's honestly in the doldrums. That, that's some Patreon. That's po- that's Patreon content in in January, February, March. You know that's, that's <laughs> yeah. But okay. but th- I think the most important thing about Clint's arc in this though is that mm-hmm. he was living. He kind of it, it followed a lot of the beats of a you know anti-hero redemption arc. But at all mm-hmm. points, he kept saying, "I don't deserve to be redeemed." I have yeah. no intention of redeeming myself. Yeah. And I think that that's why I don't mind. Obviously, yes, he killed a lot of people. He shouldn't kill, et cetera, et cetera. And, but I think that the thing that made me not mind that is because at no point did the series or him ever say, like, but this makes it okay that I did that. Like, he yeah, had right. no point. Right. And, and yes, and, and is it, it should it be offensive to people that he's able to live a quiet life with his family even though he took the lives of a lot of people? If that's something that that's fine, I accept that. But I also think that like he has no he has no illusions about who he is, you know. And I think that that and is what made it. One thing that like the end actually does is it establishes that this isn't a family built on one secretive person. So right. it oh. makes the family make a lot more sense in terms of just like them being able to just live this life of. Like, it isn't, like, a whole family that is just, like, we just accept our dad for who he is. It's actually yeah. two kids who are very ignorant to, like, what their parents, their parents. both are. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And and the, that that uh thing that Jerome mentioned as far as secretive parents, 
uh, we find out that Laura Barton is in fact Velma. Agent 19. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> Agent 19. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> We got him, Dad. <laughs> oh my God, you're so funny, uh, Mockingbird. Yes, nice. we got yes. we got we got the reveal of Mockingbird, Agent of Shield, Laura Barton. Uh, that was a nice reveal, and it, it, mm-hmm. and it was also cool. Now you get the idea of why she understands Clint so well, yep. and why they've been on that. They're farm probably both for very shady, is what it is yes. in the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and Tony so, and, and and you guys remember in Age of Ultron, Tony says the minute they walk in, that's AC an put out the tweet. Yeah. AC tweeted it, man. You yeah. know, <laughs> AC's been on top of this, man. He yeah. knew. You know? yeah, Tony, so, Tony knew, man. Tony knew. Man. Yeah, Tony knew. So I, I that think was the fun you, you're thing talking of, about the scene in uh, Age of Ultron where he walks in and then he's like Mephisto, right? <laughs> <laughs> Tony Stark, yeah. the Zodiac Killer. Oh, jeez. You know, somebody, uh, I can't remember who said it, but somebody brought a theory out that um that Laura's a scroll. And okay. I just, and, and this is the thing that I, I have now started to wonder, and this is just kind of like an off tangent. Well, what else is new with this podcast? <laughs> um, Secret Invasion is not like too long uh, around the corner for us to to dive into i gotta start wondering we gotta start wondering who has been scrolls or who say is scrolls you can't start wondering because the inherent thing about seek invasion is that it's not going to be knowable until after the fact yeah, that like you can maybe afterwards you can say like i don't think i don't think that everyone that you are going to be able to figure it out beforehand is what i'll say so, yeah but anyway um, That's well, also this a rabbit hole, mental this health. is rabbit hole city for I, me. I would so say, I'm a, I'm, I, I would say yeah. the scroll rabbit hole is kind of like, I, like I think speculating about it is also the kind of inherent issue that could come with handling a multiverse wrong, yeah. where it's like mm-hmm. with a multiverse, literally anything is possible and nothing matters. Yeah. And that kind of is the same if you're just like pointing at everyone and being like, scroll, scroll, yeah. scroll. Because like there's mm-hmm. no real satisfaction in that case of being right or wrong about that identification. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Dalbeen, yeah. so this feels like something that you would be into in terms of <laughs> the rabbit hole. So yeah. let me ask you, mm-hmm. if there, uh, out of all these Disney Plus shows that we've seen this year, mm-hmm. If you had to pick one person who you think is a scroll, who would you say it was? Right now? Like right mm-hmm. at this moment. <clears throat> if I had to pick a scroll right now, it'd be War Machine. Okay. Uh-huh. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I just I, I think that to Jerome's point, I think Jerome's right, right? Like I think I think I also think this is part of Marvel's game. Like that's why they announced Secret Invasion. So we're yeah. just kind of thinking, like, all right, which one of these is it? Um, if I had to pick somebody, I think it's War Machine because I think I think War Machine not understanding why Falcon would turn down the shield, like that doesn't ring true to me for James Rhodes. Like that, like James oh, Rhodes would understand. That's where you go with that. Like, okay. Yeah, like James Rhodes would understand. Also, I think that that actually would be a good character to make a scroll oh, secretly yeah. because he's not yeah, important yeah. enough where it would like truly <laughs> yeah. change the plot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's yeah. also right. like. He's Don and Cheadle. I, He's got a fucking Oscar nomination. Don't right, respect, you know? right, exactly. And he will come to Redwood Studios and do voiceovers for whatever. Mm-hmm. Exactly, <laughs> or, or whatever city he's in. I think he lives in LA, so he'll go somewhere in Burbank, in right. Culver City, and Rancho Cucamonga, even. 
and he'll do it. And, but but I think I think if yeah. I had to put money on it today, it'd be him. I think because I also think like his his series, like I think Spider Man No Way Home moved moved us closer to Armor Wars when they talked about the yes, the sure. yeah. this, right? Like so, I think it moved us a little bit forward. Um, the fact that uh, Ned and and MJ are going to the same school as Riri Williams, I think that closes that brings us mm-hmm. a little closer to Ironheart and MIT, right? Like so, I think it does that. But I think to Jake's point, if we found out, right. That mm-hmm. suddenly War Machine is a scroll. He's not important enough to sabotage the whole thing, but he is important enough to impact certain things, yep. right? So, exactly. like the mm-hmm. fact that he's yeah. the because the other part that I think this does that Black Widow does that we kind of kind of start thinking about is this idea of legacy heroes, right? Like he mm-hmm. is he like well, yes, while we are gonna get Ironheart, I think War Machine right now is the legacy hero for Iron Man. He's the one that's gonna yeah. kind of carry that story right. forward yeah, to yeah. Be thrown that's out of the point. sky again or whatever the case may be. So having him revealed as a scroll, I think would be I think it, it would pull enough that would be like shit. Like, all right, so now anybody can yeah. be a scroll. What is the like general like a scroll is supposed to kind of just like live among, be unnoticed and observe? But well, in the well, in the well, since the thing and uh, see, Dalvin already knows the the whole the whole uh, steez there. Uh-huh. So in the movies and in the MCU, they've been portrayed as these. You know, Benevolent. just people looking for refuge. Sure, yeah, yeah. So at, at this point. Oh, no, in the but yeah, comic I'm talking... Books, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, you know, they're out for something different. Yeah. They, they in the Secret Invasion in the comic books, they caused a ton of trouble. Mm-hmm. And they caused enough trouble to where the government was like, Tony Stark, nah, bruh, you ain't <laughs> running this Avengers thing anymore. We're going to put it in the hands of Norman Osborn and let him run things. Right, yeah. and then Norman yeah. Osborn turns out to be a scroll. Is that what it? Or no? Oh no, no. Creates, no, the they, they are the, the okay. He creates the dark. They create the, oh, the, dark uh, Avengers, the dark right. Avengers. Okay, I see. Yeah, yeah, the dark yeah, Avengers. Yeah, yeah. I think. Avengers I think too. It. I think you know. No way home. When we found out that Fury's been off world since Endgame, right? He's been off world right. for over a year. I think. I think that also kind of gives us a, uh, an inflection point because you yeah, think about it. Fury's off world when the whole thing with Captain, mm-hmm. with you know, Cap is happening and New Cap and all yeah. that stuff. Like, a, like that's a perfect time for somebody to infiltrate the U.S. government, right? Like, that's and, just and really I, I think that there's going to be a bit because obviously I don't think they're going to completely undo the scrolls being refugees. I think there's going to yeah. be a bit of like Actions. there's like that yeah, like there's some scrolls who are good and some who are bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, because I think that Ben Mendelsohn's Talos is a really underrated character who I like a lot. And yeah, I don't, want, I don't want him to be Love bad. Him. I like him and Sam Jackson's dynamic. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah. I think uh, that's anyway, what that show yeah. is going to be built yeah. off of. Exactly. Yeah, if you go yeah, back to too. Captain Marvel, if you go back to Captain Marvel, four scrolls landed on Earth and one got away. And and that mm. speaks, I think, to Jake's point about this idea of like factions within the scrolls because yeah. they're in the comics, there were scrolls that wanted peace, that wanted to coexist with humans. And there were some scrolls who were like, nah, man, we got to experiment on them. Right. And then now you also got to understand like the landscape of Marvel now, right? Like you've brought in the Eternals, some of them have got taken away. You're about to bring in Blade. Like there's just a lot of places where scrolls can show up, uh-huh. right? That like just move the story forward. But the idea of factions within that, I think, is a powerful thing to explore because not everybody, not every scroll mm-hmm. is going to mm-hmm. want. You know, like, oh, yeah, I I would say if anything, and this is more just a like function of, you know, for like tragic reasons and Mm -hmm. also Mm -hmm. logistical ones of certain people who aren't um, playing along. uh, There are probably a few scrolls in Wakanda. Yes. Mm. Yes. Possibly. Yeah, that could make sense. You know, I mean, a head of technology would be a good place for a scroll. Yes, yeah. right that, after like Infinity back, War. Like bringing yeah. back, you know, Daniel from the sunken place. If you wanted to bring him back, you bring him back as a scroll. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> also, I think you... a fun scroll would be uh, Luis. 
Mm. <laughs> oh my god wow that, i think that's where i was starting on just like the, the concept of just like some of these people might just be here observing and just being so interested in human nature and that wouldn't like perfectly make sense if like Luis was a scroll, just mm -hmm. constantly observing and knowing everything about what's going on. Like mm -hmm. he's an intel scroll, but like tells his stories the way he does. Mm. Man, I'll shoot. I this see this is why I love me a good rabbit hole. Shout out to y'all yeah. yeah. uh, for for entertaining my. <laughs> All right, but let's get out of this so we can talk about no. Hawkeye. <laughs> oh no, no, I know, I know, I know. Um, there's a couple of things that I did did want to say, not only about the action scenes, but before I we get to the action stuff, which I thought was really fun. However. I did have one actual critique sure. and I've been talking about this the entire series and I will say it again. Tony Dalton. We need more of Tony Dalton in our lives. Oh, okay. That's all. Yeah. We, we need more of him. I, I, you know, it's funny. I knew that at, uh, by last episode that he was more of a red herring, that it was going to be right. uh, Eleanor being the thing, but gosh, darn it. He's so, he's so uh, charismatic. Mm -hmm, the way he's mm -hmm. talking to that little kid mm -hmm. uh, at the will, beginning of the episode. Like, have moments, it seems like. Yeah, like, on, I'll say this. Like, yeah. yeah. In terms of his billing and how famous he is as an actor, I honestly think he got as much as I expected him to. I like, I, I don't yeah. think that he was really shortchanged, honestly. Because I, uh, I think. I know like, that you love him through, because of Better Call Saul, but, like, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just not. Like, he got as much as I would expect him to. I, I would say he, like, for the type of character that he is in this series. Like, he's a novelty, and you don't milk that way too much. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's mm -hmm. valid. And that's, I think, to that point, I think that's what, that's what I think Hawkeye got right, like, to the earlier point from the beginning. Like, sure. yeah. they knew very well what they were, man. They were mm -hmm. like, listen. Look, they know, they, like, they, you, they, you, you five are starters. You two are off the bench. Yeah. You two are cigarette. We're like, going to go to a zone when we need at the end to. Of the game. Like, <laughs> we're going to go like, to a zone when we need cigar. to. Man to man when we need to. Tony <laughs> Dalton kind of, in this is a He's the Darko Milicek. He's yeah, the Darko Milicek of distance, man. <laughs> and the LARPers, yeah. too, to a degree. Yeah, yeah they were and, fun, too. And he had so much fun. Like, I don't know. I think that his character, it was a fun resolution for him because he was a red herring. But then they did give him something to do in the finale. So I actually was really not unsatisfied. That I like the fact that it turns out that he is just a very aloof, spoiled guy <laughs> yeah. who happens to be good at fighting so good, good man. <laughs> I mean, He's we'll see, because so I heard there's like a Zorro reboot that's coming along, and I wouldn't yeah. mind for him to get involved. Like, to, uh, I, heard yeah, it, absolutely. I heard it's Wilmer Valderrama yes. right now, so... <laughs> oh, what? Fez? Yeah. Oh, they got yeah. Fez? Oh, my goodness. Oh, goodness gracious. But... You know, you mentioned you mentioned uh, Jack being able to do some uh, some action scenes, mm -hmm. but um, there were some fun action scenes in this. Well, he's the swordsman, the, right? That's what his character is in the comics. The uh, swordsman, yeah, swordsman was was having some fun over there. Uh, both Kate and Clint. Uh, really it's my favorite type of Marvel their... character when it's just like we're not even trying. Like he 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 does stuff with a sword. Swordsman, a, just, yeah, right, yeah. exactly. Kept it simple. Um, yeah. Kate and Clint literally literally got into their bag. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah, they got into their bag of trick arrows, all the trick arrows you could think of. Gotta love the um, labeling. We saw another pim that was arrow. A good callback. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. That's right. We saw uh, Stark arrow too, right? Stark we saw arrow. Stark arrows. Okay. Yeah. There were so many different types of arrows. What did you guys think of that? That action scene where uh, Clint and Kate are heading off all of the tracksuit mafia. With a million tracksuit mafia guys. <laughs> it's I also think that. Putting scenes in famous, recognizable places and cities uh -huh. is better than having them in fields in upstate New York. 
That's all I'll say. Agreed. And <laughs> Agreed. also, yes. by way of, like, when we talk about Marvel not landing ending, endings or final pieces, like, this was a perfectly choreographed yeah. set piece. Oh, yeah. Um, that was to the right scale. Like, it wasn't going to really, like, ruffle that many feathers. It didn't need, like, a high level. Like, it's the tracksuit mafia, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like, all those things put together. Like, even, like, if you were, like, complaining, like, why didn't Spider-Man get involved? Eh, you don't need him for this. Like, you no, don't even need don't that. don't need him for this. Right? So, yeah. uh, I think on all those fronts, like, just over and over again, Hawkeye understood the assignment. Yep. Facts. Yeah, I, th- I thought the last fight felt very Home Alone-ish, which I loved. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I just I I love that again. Like it's a Jerome's point. They they knew what they wanted to do, man. And I think they they set out to execute that. They didn't set out to mm-hmm. execute like, you know. And and I I'll be fr- like I love the fight between Agatha and Wanda at the end of WandaVision. Mm-hmm. I thought it reminded oh, yeah. me kind of kind of like Harry Potter, right? Like just the wizards and magic and all. That. I thought that was pretty mm-hmm. cool, right? But there were some complaints about that, like oh, you could tell it's a green screen and all, you know, yeah. the, the regular complaints. Sure. So to Jake's point about like doing it, like it, you know. You're doing it on this on this ice rink and it's practical effects. It's not, you know, it's not anything, you know, out of this. I thought that was really cool. I also love that Haley got like a lot of the action in that, right? Yep. Like after yep. yeah. like, because I think it shows one just how capable she is. And to Jerome's point, I think how much more she has to go. Like she still has to grow as a hero. And I and, and I kind of like that idea, right? I the one like thing that we need that. to confirm out of her out of the series is that she has the talent for it. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yes. and, I th- and I think this series, this series did that in spades. I thought that yeah. it came out where it was like, if it's you, you're the new Hawkeye, you're good. And I think, yeah. and I think to the point about RDJ earlier, and then I'll pass this to UAC. The mm-hmm. she's gonna lead this young Avengers group, right? Like, I, it's she's got the most the most star power out of everybody that's been cast so far. Realistically, like it's probably going to be her, unless mm-hmm. they cast like some fantastic actor as like Iron Lad or something like that, right? Like we just, we just right. I think she can do that. And I think she can lead that kind of movie where it's like, you know, hijinks and like there's comedy in it or whatever, but it's, it's a younger uh, crowd. I think she can lead that with, with no problem. Yeah. You got me excited for that. There's, yeah, we have a lot of these kids to see. We've seen some of them already throughout the year and there'll be more to see going forward. Now this episode did have a mid credit scene. It's fantastic. But I'm sure it was not, it was not, what everybody was expecting, I will say, I got a kick out of it. It was I, fantastic. I, I, it was fun. I loved, yeah. I just love. Give me the I full Rogers music. singing. Just give it, yeah, give us the whole thing. I, I think the um, only I thing this I was day. expecting out of it was um, that it would cut to someone in the crowd. That's it. Yeah, it's in here. Yeah. 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 And, mm-hmm. But otherwise, the listen, man, I don't, you, it's like, like what, it's kind of like the Spider-Man they, Homecoming they spent the whole post-credit setting scene. up like everything that's moving forward. Yeah, I don't. I didn't need. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't need a post-credit scene because yeah, everything already was. Yeah, resolved. I thought they ended it well. I mm. was. Uh, yeah, I was cool with it. Kingpin, um, Echo, it, yeah. like everyone, you know. Yeah, everybody we know Hawkeye. kind of what they <laughs> yeah. are and what they're doing. Hawk, yeah, Hawkeye, uh, plural. Mm. Uh, yeah, everybody set up pretty well, and yeah, we put this series to bed for now. Um, we do have a couple of topics left. One of them is we've had five Disney Plus shows this year. Um, all We've done them all, and they've been interesting, and we've had plenty of fun uh, when they've been good and plenty of fun when they've been bad. How would you guys rank these? Um, I will throw it to the guests first. Dalbeen, how would you rank the Disney Plus series in total? Uh, so Loki 1, Hawkeye mm-hmm. 2, 
Mm-hmm. WandaVision 3. Okay. Uh, and Falcon and Winter Soldier 4. I don't include what if just because it, it's not live action, but clearly it's going to impact the rest of it. So if I had to include what if I'd include what if above uh, above WandaVision. Uh, sorry, but above Falcon and Winter Soldier. So I would go Loki, Hawkeye, WandaVision, Falcon, Winter Soldier. What if I'm what if Falcon, Winter Soldier? OK, uh, Jake, how about you? Loki, WandaVision, Hawkeye, Falcon, Winter Soldier. What if? Mm, Jerome, Um. I'm probably the same as Jake. I'm between like the thing with WandaVision, it's tough because it's the first one and mm-hmm. yes. it's it's actually like so far back in my memory at this point. And also uh, it's it's weird ranking these ones because differently from MCU movies, I don't know that there is any one in these series that I would go back to watch. Mm-hmm. And because like I it, went it, it takes like, it takes such a yeah. commitment like to have to go and like watch everything and yeah in terms of rewatchability if i just want something like hawkeye kind of weirdly gets the advantage because it's something that like you don't need to sit and focus on yeah yeah so like whereas the other ones are like really just like Mm -hmm. complex stories about character development that you really need to sit and pay attention to um, so like on that front, it's almost like Hawkeye gets a couple more points because like when you think about how you're ranking it, you include mm-hmm. rewatchability. Um, yeah. and then like, I mean, what if, what if actually like in theory you could have had that chance, but I just think what if is awful. So, um, <laughs> so like all and that what if would have been the easier watch, right? Just cause like it should have been shorter, right? It should have been like individual yeah. episodes. You can dive into yeah. everything. Um, and yet like even the good ones aren't something that I ever need to revisit. Like, yeah. Uh, like we all talk about, yeah, we're gonna probably revisit that Doctor Strange episode, but it's more to like take notes before the test yeah. than it is to yeah, like, that's enjoy all. it. That's like all. that's all it yeah. is. Yeah. So um, yeah, all, all that said, yeah, I'm I'm Loki first, and then like tied for two is Wanda and Hawkeye, and then Falcon and Winter Soldier and What If. But like those are just there because like the same way like the Incredible Hulk and Dark World exist they're just like they were also things that happened and i don't you know right real quick i think to your point honestly uh jerome about the watchability the rewatchability i haven't gone back to watch any of them but i have gone back to watch like majors's monologue right like there's parts that i'm um, like like uh the conversation between falcon and, and and isaiah bradley i've gone back to watch that like there's Parts that stand out, Wanda and Vision's part, but you're right, man. There is very little rewatchability with them. Where I'm like, yeah, man, I need to go back and I'm like, I, I'm not gonna put on Hawkeye like I put on New Girl in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah, on, yeah. But that also isn't what it's for. I'm not that imagine. That is not what it's for. Like, and that's that's why I was saying, like, mm-hmm. when we're talking about ranking, it just like because in the context of an MCU, I really have to rethink how exactly for I sure. evaluate these. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So AC, what's your I'm, ranking? Yeah, so I think a couple weeks, I mean, no, not a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, I actually went and rewatched WandaVision in full. I watched it in a day, watched the whole whole thing out. Mm. And I remember like some of the earlier episodes giving you that that kind of feeling. So between that and Loki, I've been actually thinking about this all day. And I will just... Can I ask you something about WandaVision since you did do that? Yes. Because I have this feeling that if I go back into it, like while I do like the idea of what they're doing, especially with the early ones of like having the different like kind of homages to different eras, I yeah. would, I, I feel like it would be diminishing returns. Like I feel like it will be more just of a gimmick in my mind that I'm just like, uh, like 
like there there's something new and exciting about it but i don't know that like it I, on the repeat viewings i'm as wild about what's going on so I, I think the thing that i continue to like about it even in going back is while they do these 50s 60s homages mm -hmm. you get these little moments where the moments of tension like in episode one yeah, yeah. and episode two there's moments of tension in each that ratchet things up and then you you're reminded of how like at the time like oh yeah i remember how i felt when i was watching this this was really interesting and really mm. enjoying. So I didn't feel any different. I didn't feel any different while rewatching it. I okay. really, really loved the show. Nice. And so that's why I'm going to go WandaVision at one, a hair over Loki, uh, just a hair over Loki. Um, because I also think WandaVision did at the end of the day, accomplish the one thing that it was supposed to, even though we all got a little out of hand with the internet. Um, and, and the character stuff. But mm -hmm. yeah, I would say WandaVision, Loki, uh, Hawkeye, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And what if, what if, you know, just was a mess at the end of the day. So that's what I would say yeah. as far as that's concerned. I, I am and, curious, um, like, uh, I yeah. mean, to all our listeners, like, if you have any, and I don't, I don't want to call them hot takes, just like alternate takes of just like you rank either Falcon and Winter Soldier or what if a lot higher than we do? Like, I'm interested in yeah. hearing why. Because yeah. for me, it's it seems pretty obvious what the ranking should be. Like, yes, you can mix around with, like, the top three or, like, the top two, I would say. But mm -hmm. I think, like, how could you not see it? Like, it, this this wasn't a difficult decision for me. And I'm curious. No, like, it wasn't for see me. It other way. No, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, the only thing was, yeah, they like the outside of the top it's three. It's as much a credit uh, to, like, the top tier of them as it is a detriment like yeah. to the rest of it yeah and to and to your point i think like i i said i don't i like i absolutely forgot about what if as i was giving you my yeah. rankings i was sure, like oh, yeah, I was yeah. and then i was like oh yeah i was like there was there was <laughs> i just remember wahoo, that's, <laughs> wahoo! <laughs> that's all i remember there is one thing before we go dalbeen obviously there was a movie that came out last week yes. spider-man no way home obviously impacted a bunch of us. If you haven't listened to our pod, which I assume most everybody who's listening to this has listened, go ahead mm -hmm. and listen to that. Uh, Dalbeam, what were your thoughts? Well, what were you thinking? Uh, man, so I saw it. So I saw it at 1130 in the morning on Friday. And then I went, I loved it so much. I went back and saw it at 730 that night. Wow. Nice. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And they only had Shut one seat here. available that Friday night. It was the, it was a one right on the corner. Be looking mm. up at the damn screen. The entire time. <laughs> oh, yo, shout out to you. You know what? I would have <laughs> said that was wild if he did it on a different day, but like at least doing it on the same day that early on yeah. lets you be a part of the crowd again, which yeah, I think yeah. is really yeah. huge. Yeah. 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 And I will tell you, and I will tell you the early morning crowd wasn't as live as the evening crowd. The evening okay. crowd lost their shit. They lost their yeah. shit. Yeah. Whereas right. like the morning crowd, when like Murdoch showed up, everybody was like, Oh, well, that's nice. I just feel like, I'm like, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, um, so, so, so I will tell you, I think, um, you know, and I, and I went back to watch it. I think one, it solidifies the Spider-Man trilogy as the best MCU trilogy. And that takes, a, that took a lot because I thought I used to yeah. think it was Cap. Mm. I used to yeah. think it was Cap. Cap had the best trilogy, but Spider-Man knocked him out. I also I think, think you're correct. 
Yes. And and I also think that No Way Home is no less than the third best MCU film, but the argument could yeah. be made that it is Marvel's best movie. Yep. I uh, think that that's true yeah, as well. Also yeah. true. I will, make, also agree, I will yeah. make my confirmation on this um, after I go tomorrow, but uh, right now I don't blame you for having that. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I, I think once again, I think the, the argument can be made is correct. That it can yes. be made yeah. that that is yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, easily. Yeah. Like it's not a bad argument. And I promise you, Dalvin, when it comes to Jake and myself, it will remain. Yes, yeah, you yeah, will yeah. not. Yeah, we're fully in the tank. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. me, it's well, me so, more confirmation than anything. I'm, I'm kind yeah. of already there. Yeah, my yeah. brother. Well, so my brother. Like you're very close to like, hey, what are your top three MCU movies? Well, there were three Spider-Man movies. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, so my brother, my brother called me and he's like, he's like, oh, he's like, yo, I haven't seen it. Yet. I'm going to see it this weekend. He's like, word is, it's the best Marvel. I said, yes, it's that. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's that. Yeah. It's that. Um, yeah. I th- so I think, I think honestly, I think there was they nailed everything right. I, I the 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 I think Andrew Garfield deserves all the all the money yeah. to come back and so uh-huh. he needs to I, 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 his his when his voice broke when he said my mj like i sat up mm. like, I was like, oh, yeah oh, there yeah it like, there it is right mm-hmm. um i thought toby I, and I, what i loved about it because then i like i sat down and obviously started thinking about it and i was like i love the fact that like toby spider-man is at a further point right like he's been with mj mm-hmm. for a while now he's be- mm-hmm. his best friend betrayed him right like so we kind of saw yeah. that yeah andrews andrew spider-man lost his mj and just didn't have anybody there for him right yep. and and, yeah. and that yeah. was dope and then peter and then you know uh peter one was is kind of the uh the amalgamation of those guys but I, yeah. holland man holland by far i think embodies any hero that he's played I, and, mm-hmm. and and i'm talking about in the sense of like Chadwick as T'Challa, right? Mm-hmm. Like he is T'Challa. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody else can play Spider-Man. <laughs> I think mm. it is that kid. I think it is that kid, right? I th- because I think he he captured, especially in No Way Home, like, and and I and I the 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 with great line comes great responsibility. They nailed it from the comics. They didn't butcher it like the other two movies did. They took it exactly from the comics, right? right? Um, but if but I think with him, his arc, like we were talking, his arc felt very much earned. Like the fact mm-hmm. that he he asked, he made the sacrifice and said, "Listen, yeah. make them all forget me." I I felt that. Like I felt right. that for him. This is a kid mm-hmm. who. He had to hold his aunt while she died. He died in, in Iron Man's arms in space. He came back, right? Mm-hmm. He had to see his mentor die in front of him. He has lost. And for him to be willing to do that, man, I honestly, I'm, I'm yeah. going to go see it again on like Monday, I think, like Monday morning. Yeah. I'm off the next week. I, you know, so I'm probably going to do that. Yeah. It, was yeah. an, it was an amazing movie. Very compelling. I, I think, you know what, Dalbin, um, that's a, so like Tom is also my favorite yeah. Spider-Man, but, he, but I'll tell you, Jerome, he wasn't. He wasn't before I saw this. He was not before I saw this. This, this cemented it, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. but like he was mine, like from the get-go. Regardless, <laughs> I will say, and this is probably a product of uh, like, because just to your comment of like, no one could play him again. I would disagree, if only mm-hmm. because. Like a, these are characters that are so well established. It actually right. just requires a smart enough studio to handle the character correctly That's true. and That's the true. writing to handle them correctly. Like, I think the only re- because a lot of the indictments that we have on like anything essentially like pre MCU is just, just that like, they don't really get it in full. Like they might get parts yeah. of it, but they don't get it yeah. in full. Yeah. So like, we're just not living in an era at this point where you're really going to get someone who like the last person I think that like had figured out how to take a character be true to the character and elevate it is Robert Downey Jr. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like when 
you say like how perfect Chris Evans is as Captain America, he's just embodying Captain America and the writing is good for it. Same with Thor's. Yeah. Actually, Thor is kind of interesting. Thor um, grew into it, I think. Too. I Thor grew into it as well. Into that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah. like in terms of just like taking it and running it and making it bigger and more important than it is, like RDJ is like really the only person that did that. Whereas yeah. like in a case of like a Spider-Man who, which is a character that is so huge anyway. Right. Literally no actor is ever going to make it beyond what it is. That's true. That's a good point. And so, like, point. I think you just need to make sure that you have someone who is a good actor. Because, mm -hmm. like, are you telling me that, like, if we put Andrew Garfield in this, like, back in the day and had, like, this group around him writing it, that he wouldn't, like, That's completely nail it? Yeah. That's the key. The key. And so, yeah, yeah, and key. again, like, yeah. none of it is taking it away from Tom Holland. Brilliant. Completely nailed it. Best Spider-Man, hands down. I just yeah. don't think it would be fair to say that like no one else can do it. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. No, no. And I think honestly, the point you make about the team around it, because if it was Garfield being yeah. directed by the Sony people, I'd be like, absolutely not. Yeah. But if you were telling me that Garfield was going to be like an older uh, Spider-Man or like Spider-Man 2099 or something sure, like that, right? Sure. I, with Marvel, I'd be like, yeah, okay, I, I'll sign up for that because there's something, John Watts brought that out of him, right? Yeah. Like like, like the, the, the Garfield in The Amazing Spider-Man was a little douchey, right? Like, yes, was, yeah. He was a little too cool for, he was a little too cool to be Spider-Man, yeah. right? Whereas, whereas in this one, like I, I thought they brought out something. I mean, also to, to be a little fair, too cool to be Peter Parker, not too cool. You know, like too cool I think Spider-Man yeah, was yeah. actually like pretty yeah. note perfect yeah. in a lot of ways, yeah. like his but like to, banter and everything for sure. But yeah. to use the, to use the athlete analogy, right? This is why you don't write off mm -hmm. movies, right? Like you give them time to grow. Andrew sure. Garfield's a much better actor now, like this, this far into his career. He's a much better I, actor. I think he was a really good actor back then too. He, no, he was. Even in social, even in social network, right? He yeah. was, he was, he was good. Right. Right. I think, I think he's, he's the same. Th I think it's the same thing with, uh, with Robert Pattinson and, and Batman, right? Like, like he's been allowed to develop as an actor. When you sign yeah. onto these big franchises, it's tough to do that. It is yeah, just tough to sure. develop as an actor. Like, you know, we see Daniel Radcliffe, right? Like Daniel Radcliffe has spent the last like five, 10 years just absolutely reminding the world that he's not Harry Potter. Like he's taking all these different roles. Um, but I'm, I'm with you. I, the, the team is what matters. And I think you, I'm you know what, trust You know what's going to be the real test? It's like what these subsequent Spider-Man movies are. Yes. Because yes. like it's it's interesting and, to say. And Miles like, Morales, like I yes. trust them to do that. But sure. like, yeah, we got to see. Well, well see. like the training wheels are off. That's the, the thing. The training wheels yeah. are off. Yep. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited though, man. I tell you, I I, I loved it. I, I thought it was amazing. I thought I thought the villains were great. I thought the the scene with with Toby and Melina where he's like, "It's so good to see you, dear boy." That felt earned. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. like, just it 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 felt great. <laughs> uh, uh, Jamie Foxx saying, "Man, I thought Spider Man would be black." I was like, "Well, you know what? <laughs> he is an Afro Latino." I, I, if I could ask way. the writers a question, it yeah. would be actually about that specific line. Because yeah. it is a brilliantly thought line, but I it do is. remember it almost ad verbatim, like when uh, Donald Glover was on The Nerdist, like mm -hmm. years, years mm -hmm. ago, right after, mm -hmm. like right amidst like the Donald Glover for Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield just get casted and he makes that exact same joke. Yeah. Where yeah. he's just like, the reason why I thought I'd be like a good Spider-Man is because if I thought about like a superhero that lived in Queens that did this, oh, what would we all yeah. assume? And then they all say together like that he was black. And yeah. so, um, yeah, I'm just interested. Like, it's it's not like it's the most original thought, but like just the yeah, way yeah. it was like phrased mm -hmm. and set up, it, it is interesting yeah. to hear it play out that way. Definitely. Yeah, it's good, man. Yeah, No Way Home. Like I said, it's a movie that's going to be sitting with all of us for a very long time. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. But MCU content is over for the year. 
Yeah. Uh, we'll see when we find out about these next Disney Plus shows with Moon Knight and She-Hulk and Miss Marvel. Should be um, interesting. I'm sure we'll have like deeper conversations in the future, but just to like as a fresh out of the last one, just left the like, you know, metaphorical theater of Hawkeye. How how would you grade this year? Oh, wow. Like a let's B. let's let's say a B. Okay. Yeah. I mean, B plus, B plus maybe, but I think plus, I think the B problem plus. is that I think yeah, that B like plus. two of the movies just were like okay, and that's not great of yeah. enough four movies. Yeah. So I'd go. Yeah. So I. Yeah. I. I Shang Chi and No Way Home were fantastic movies. I thought yeah. that they were. Oh, that they were just they were some of the some of the better Marvel movies. Period. But yeah. I think What If weighs it down because that's yeah. your first foray into animation, and I think that weighs it down. Um, but to Jerome's point, like the point about like there's always more story. I do think that they move the story forward in a meaningful way. I just don't think we know where the yeah. pieces yeah. just yet. And that's exciting. I just think that's After bad story. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. Well, what you call it? Uh, we uh, are departing for now. Uh, before we go, uh, as per usual, we'll do the follows. Dal Bean, appreciate you for joining us, my brother. Let, let us know where we can find you. Yeah, and it's always good to be back with you guys. I miss you guys. Uh, you know, I, we don't have to. I don't have to. I can put away my free Black Dragon roll tea. I don't yep. want to get it to, to Safeway anymore. Uh-huh. Uh, but you guys can follow me on Twitter at da underscore. Sorry, I took a, like I took like a month break, uh, mm-hmm. and I was glad for that. Okay, so if you see me disappear for a little bit, it's just because you know app is exhausting. Mm-hmm. But I'm really glad to be back with you guys, and I'm looking forward to doing much more stuff with you guys in, in 2022. You guys have been, and I and I will be remiss if I didn't say this. If folks are not subscribed to your Patreon, they need to do it now because it's absolutely worth the Thank three bucks. So oh, you're too worth it. Patreon.com. I only subscribe. I only subscribe to three Patreons, guys. I only subscribe. I only subscribe to three. Okay. Okay. Much I have a twenty dollar Patreon much limit. Love. You guys get three of those dollars, right? Thank you so much. Uh, but 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 on top of like just the content that you guys create, you guys are just wonderful, wonderful people, and I'm always rooting for you Thank guys. You. Thank you. Thank I, you. You guys are awesome. So I'm always glad to be back on with you guys. So thank you. Very kind words. And thank you for joining us as always and helping us be better too. Yeah. Appreciate that from you. Uh, Jerome Chang, he's back. Black Dragon <laughs> Roll back. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> at Black Dragon Roll. Hell yeah. Hey, Jay Christie. <laughs> at the Jay Christie on Twitter. And me, Anthony Canton underscore three. You know the Patreon. Also, the, on the Patreon, if you haven't subscribed, we are doing a Doctor Strange frame-by-frame frame breakdown. You want to check that out. If you wanted any regular thoughts from the Doctor Strange trailer, go back to Spider-Man No Way Home. We have mm-hmm. thoughts there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. for Dalbino Osorio, Jerome Chang, and Jake Christie, I'm Anthony Canton the Third. This has been Marvel Cinematic University, and we will talk to you next time.